0: Hey, good morning, everyone. This is Pastor James, and... Good morning, I'm John. Oh, you're not going to be Pastor John today? (laughs)
1: Good morning, I'm John.
0: (laughs) Yeah, one of the beautiful things about being a pastor is that sometimes you introduce yourself as Pastor (laughs) James. So, uh, let me me just uh, rewind a little bit and go, Hi, I'm James. And I'm Pastor John. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh I the whole time. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you know, but you're in for a treat. It's uh, gonna be a, it's gonna be a blast. Uh, I thank God for it. There it goes again. The pastor's coming. out. thank God for this opportunity. Oh God. Be in I the number. I'm enjoy I this, this, podcast. this podcast, you better sit down and get the word of the Lord. Yeah. So I think I think this, I thank God. God I do I do really thank God for this opportunity That's because. Uh, we're living in a very unique time, and for us to be able to come together uh, as brothers first, pastors second, it was crazy because it's kind of like our journey, we talked about that before, but our journey was kind of like similar, like just like along the way. Yeah. Like we were like partners in crime along the way. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as lay members and just being committed to the cause without a title. Yep.
1: Um, whatever needed whatever whatever to be, be done, he was found doing it. Y'all don't know, but even as a pastor, he just got done doing some work on toilets
0: <laughs> and pipes and all kinds of other stuff. I'm
1: just saying. You know, the job never stops. <laughs> it never. Right? Just because the title comes <sighs> along does not stop the work. If nothing else, it adds more. Oh, Lord, uh, so, pastor slash janitor slash uh, oh, man. cultivator slash landscape manager <laughs> slash musician. Oh, man, slash, right? Then you gotta
0: add the other stuff that we yeah. did before. Those yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't go away. It, it, doesn't just, go it away. just adds. I mean, right, it. right, you just add more time to what you yeah. do. So, if you were like a praise and worship leader before, you become a praise and worship leader and janitor and everything oh, else. Yeah. yeah. Just adds on to it. So, I think man, Praise man. Now was,
1: it's okay, Pastor got it. <laughs> That's pretty much the phrase now. I'm trying to break that curse. man. Lord have mercy. I be with <laughs> you. I'm praying for you. <laughs> it don't break. Man, listen. If you figure it out, let, let all the rest of us know. That's true. So, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that.
0: <laughs> so, anyway. we're here We're here today just to uh, talk to you a little bit about a topic that we thought about was, uh, which is, not was, but which, I, I, I'm sorry. So,
1: so you see on the Bible, which was and is which and is was, to come. was, what
0: is is and what is is to come. Uh, the running the race of race Ooh. yeah that's good man that's a that's a heavy heavy topic so what, 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 talk to me a little bit about that running the race of race
1: man uh um you know the the best way that I can use to illustrate it or, or describe it um I, I feel like we all throughout life um you know humanity, everything all together uh that we're all running a race, okay, I think about a marathon or anything else like that. And with running this race, you know, the expectation is that everybody that's on the starting line has a, a fair opportunity or chance to run in this race. Sure. But as speaking as a black man, and I'm sure you feel the same way. And even as we see uh, the portrayal in uh, society at large, it feels very often that uh, black people are pushed to the very back sure. of the line, the, the, the line or starting point, And uh, they busted our knee <laughs> before we started the race. You know, so it feels like, yeah, you're told that, hey, everything is fair and everything is equal, but you're going to start this race at the back and with a handicap. But yet you're expected still to keep up with the pace of everything that's going on. You're expected to still be able to maintain and not exemplify the pains and demonstrate the pain that you're going through. If you do, then you're whining or you're complaining and people just telling you, you know, it's not that way. You're still in the race, at least. You know, it's just all of these other excuses that come up when the reality is. It's not, and never was, an even playing field. Wow, you you and it was, it was like that
0: from the beginning. From like the beginning. when you gave your application in, yeah. you were automatically given because of who you are and your mm-hmm. ethnicity. I said it right. Your yeah, man. Not, not city. Not ethnicity. <laughs> I <don't> like <laughs> that. I'm gonna use that. But your ethnicity, you were automatically placed to the back, back of the starting line, yeah. and no matter where you. Finished educationally, mm-hmm. you were automatically still placed at the back of the starting line and 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 given a handicap. Absolutely. um And so I think you're absolutely right that it 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 begins to be the conversation that we need to have is how do we break that that cycle? How how do we break that? Like I mean, really, like whew, how do you how do you stop being put at the end of the line before you even get started? Like.
1: Being disqualified before you can get started. Man, man, you know, um, I, I don't know that there's one answer, you know what I mean? Because it, it's been, it's on so many facets of our life, you know what I mean? It's like, it's in the workplace, you know, it's in public. It's in, sometimes even in your home. Like we said, Rihanna Taylor, she's she in her home, sure. you know what I mean? It's like, it defines you everywhere. Sure. So when it finds you everywhere, what really do you do? to try to start changing this narrative that's been told from generation to generation to generation through all of this time. Wow. You know, that, it's, it's, it's a loaded question, bro. Like, um, you know, you try to do what you can, you know, you're a law-abiding citizen. You know, you try to do what you can and comply with whatever rules you feel are set, yeah. whatever standards are. And I find, I know, and we talked about this sometime before, I find myself sometimes feeling like I have the burden of my race in every decision that I make. Like for me, if I go to a restaurant, right, and sure. I know we're in quarantine right now, so it's a little less likely. Uh, but as things start opening back up, I remember you know being at a restaurant, I feel the burden to tip, not just the tip, but the tip well, because the 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 preconceived notion, you know, or the stigma around Black people is that we don't tip, yeah. you know. And though it might be true in a lot of instances, <laughs> you know, I still feel the pressure to demonstrate that hey, we I'm do tip, thriving. yeah, you know what I mean, like. I know this is what you may think about us, but this, and, and how many times, I mean, that's a simple thing, but how many times in other capacities and, and facets of life do we do that? We feel, okay, I'm representing my entire culture in this one decision I make. If I go in and I get chicken, you know, eat some fried chicken, then, you know, they still had a joke about that. He's like, I'm pre-genetically exposed to loving chicken. You know, it feels that way sometimes, like people are judging and looking at everything we do, man, uh, and... You know it's a loaded question man like it, they put they put chicken joints in the hood man and, and it's uh, like 17 it, wings for three dollars man they're be, they be <laughs> killing know? us with it man fried chicken is everywhere bro it's 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 a lot of systematic stuff that's that's in place you know and i mean it's 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 a task bro i mean that, that's that's kind of kind of where i find man. it man wow. it's a real task yeah i know you were talking about
0: uh you were talking about like going into a restaurant i even feel myself I remember when we stayed. We, my parents built a house in, in, in Germantown, do no. I don't know, right? Whatever. No. <laughs> but when they built the house out there, which is a very nice, that's a nice that It was a new subdivision. Yeah. They built it, and um, I remember having to think, like, to myself, mm. like, if I don't want to get stopped going to work, right. I got to make sure that my tags are. I mean, yeah. it's stuff I should do anyway. Yeah. But like outside of that. Making sure that my lights were were were, were always good. Yeah. I mean my dad I remember having a conversation with my dad a couple of times. Like you gotta make sure you get your we move around in Brown Deer, make sure that your your house your your car is up to date and right. it has the, the correct yeah. tags and your you don't have any light bulbs out. Yeah. Because those are things that if you get caught in those neighborhoods, like you gotta plan your route if That's you have a blown light bulb. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you got to go out Actions. your way yeah. 15, 20 minutes, <laughs> 30 minutes yes, sir. to get to your destination right. because you don't want to go through certain neighborhoods right. because you got a light bulb. And if somebody, that's if a police comes up behind you or sees you, yeah. you, wanna, you
1: know automatically, you know, mm. that's what you're going to get pulled over. Absolutely. For. It's an invitation almost to them like, okay, I got one. Right. You know, and it's unfortunate, but, you know, and it's crazy how many people, um, you know, that are not part of the the, the ethnicity and the culture that we, we are part of, right. you know, don't see it or even know that that's a reality, Right. you know what I mean? Like, it's not a joke when we say that, you know, being pulled over could be our last time, really? you know, as we've seen demonstrated time and time again, you know, and so it's a reality for us that we have to actually prepare an alternative life, almost like we're living with two different people. You know, Dr. King um, had a speech and it's not as publicized as I have a dream or I've been to the mountaintop, but um, he told the story of two Americas. And, you know, and that's what we, that's our reality from childhood. You know, that's two Americas. You know, you see what America could be, but you also feel like you're looking at it through an impenetrable glass that you can never quite touch, right? You know, you see the beauty that it could have, and you see the hope and the, you know, chances that people have, but it's like, you feel like it's always just dangling outside of your reach, and you're just running this race, you know, again, of, of, of race. You know, you were dealt the black card. So it's like now you have to figure man, out man, how to. Not, not, not
0: the good black card. No, no, no. Not, not the, the black word card word. that can buy you anything. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, that's not. That's the wrong. It should be called the Negro card. Oh, like, man. Not the black. <laughs> I'm on here. Put the, the right The Negro record. card. That's yeah. not right. Not yes. the black card. Let's do be that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Man, for real. Yeah, clarify. Because, <laughs> man, I wish. Right, I wish I had a black, black card. card. I mean, yes. man,
0: you can yeah. buy anything.
1: Yeah, like, and it's, it's ironic that you say that. You know, and this is the preacher in me. <laughs> we always making something out of something. Right. One black card uh-huh. gives you unlimited access to buy whatever you want to buy. Wow. The other black card makes you pay prices that you should have never had to pay wow. in the first place. Wow. That's free. Wow. That's free right there. Yeah, that's, that. that's free right there. I mean, you said on, Come on man. That
0: man you, and it's amazing. They're both black cards. Yeah. <laughs> For real. But I think that speaks to our culture. Yeah. I mean, you think about it in, in, in what you just said. We have people in our culture that have both have the best of the best mm-hmm. can buy anything that they want yeah right but then you also have people in our culture that don't have what they need and, and can't buy the best of the best right and, and 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 you know I don't know it's just I don't know it's just kind of it kind of puzzles me as because we have so many more black people in power now, mm-hmm. you would think that because of the ones that have the black card right that can buy anything you can do anything yeah you anybody just can't get those. No. You have to be of some elite status to yeah. get in a black Absolutely. card. And so if you're able to get in the Negro community, if mm-hmm. you're able to get a black card, yeah. I think that you need to also be able to identify mm-hmm. with the other black card. Yeah. Which Absolutely. is the Negro card. Yeah. Right? And be able to come back to your communities. That's good. And pour back into the communities where where there is still racism, at its, I mean, Absolutely. and I don't think that at that level, at that top level, mm-hmm. at the elite level, that racism doesn't exist. Right. Right? Yeah. Because it exists throughout every culture. Absolutely. Through every, every economic status. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's always going to be there. Absolutely. Um, but I don't, I, I don't understand why, with black people of more power and mm-hmm. more stature and more success, that we don't see a lot of them turning back to the communities. Yeah. And helping the
1: ones that came out of it. Well, you know, and then you kind of, you know, started off early on with the question, you know, like, how do we, um, you know, address or how do we, you know, handle our, our lot in this race? You know, and, and I think it's all correlated. You know, I think that even that mentality, you know, for a lot is still a version of uh, systemic racism. Sure. You know, and also, dare I say, it's, it's, it's classism. You know, sometimes we have these different things that have just branded us in a certain way, right? And because of the way we were brought up, you know, because of the way we were raised, because of what we were told was the image of success, you know, but at the same time, we've had this repressed version of who we are. It sometimes develops this thing on us where we don't know how long we're going to hold on to what we're holding on to. Right. True. And so because of that, because we haven't really as a culture, you know, and as a as a uh, as, as black culture, we haven't really or we don't really teach, you know, our children and our kids. And there are some that do. But. I would say, as a master, as a whole, we don't really um, introduce them to the same programs or the same structures, and teach them economics and you know uh, wealth and business and entrepreneurship. You know, most of us stumble along it at some point in our life. So a lot of the ones that do, you know, find that lane or find that path, there's some portion of them that's like, well, I have to hold on to what I have because if I open this door, right, and I start doing this for this person, how do I draw the line? Where do I cut the line off? And if I don't cut the line off, then how am I going to sustain the well-being of myself or my family or whatever else? So it becomes this big just to do to try to maintain, right? You know, you you, you don't want to turn your back on people that, you know, need it, but you sometimes wedge between doing what you feel is the right thing yeah. for people or doing the right thing for yourself and your family, right? And, and a lot of that is breeded again from what we're exposed to growing up. You know, we're not taught really early on. I mean, I, I think about my parents, and they did the best they could. I saw them working hard, saw them holding it down on the on the on the home front, but they didn't because they weren't educated themselves in the ways of finance and money and stuff. We just made money and paid bills. Yeah, that was life. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have a large savings. They didn't have something to hand down or pass down to us. And when people get it, I think sometimes it's just they're not used to it. So therefore. They're not going to think to say, "Okay, hey, I I got this, and you don't have it, so let me reach out to you." Right. That was a long way of just saying that. Basically, you, you just kind of hold on to what you got.
0: Sure. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> so how I, I, how how we how we how we build our communities to the point to where to the point to where they can understand that what is the building? I, I guess my question is because I'm about to go the long way around. Oh, what's the building process? Yeah. Um,
1: I know that's a loaded question. Man, Dude, you have some I, big questions. I, I, I to put man. you on the spot. like, yeah. like uh, what's the what's the building process? Right. Well, let me sure. you, I mean, I'm not an expert in anything. Sure. You know what I mean? I just I, what what I do know or I've experienced is all, and that's what this is about. You know, we, we're sharing what our experiences are to the masses, and what you do with that information is what you do with that information. But for building. One thing that's important with anything that's built is knowledge of what it is that you're building, right? So you need to get acclimated with a plan or a course of action. Uh, you need materials, right, because you need to be able to have all of the right resources in place for what you're getting ready to build. Um, you need a workforce. So you need people that are able to have expertise in different areas. You know, you got your people that build the physical structure. Right. You got people that help with the infrastructure, with the electrical and Plumbing and all of this stuff, as you know, and you know about that. You know, so when it comes down to building, you know, we have to look at this from a full scope and not just one thing. You know, look at our society right now. You have some that are, you know, rioting and looting. You have some that are peacefully protesting. Protest- you have some that are just sitting in the background and seemingly doing nothing, right. but maybe they are investing towards these causes. You have uh, prayer, you know, in the spiritual circle. You have uh, pastors that are communicating they never have before. You have people that are dialoguing they never have before. And so in the midst of this crazy, uh, just frustrating ordeal to the backdrop of another pandemic with COVID-19, you have people for once that I've seen in my lifetime actually starting to strategize and mobilize to build. They're putting the resources together, understanding, and it took, it's, it's taking us some time and it's going to take some time for people to understand everybody can't do the same job. Okay, everybody has to have their place to get something built. If everybody is just laying down bricks, well, we're gonna have a tower with no power, with no water, you know what I'm saying? Everybody has a different task in the building process. And so this to me, I think for building, we have to all understand that everybody has um, a stake in this and that we all have to do our part in whatever capacity our part is. And I think I had posted
0: a post a while ago uh, to what you said. You should never tear down anyone, or anything, or mm-hmm. any structure, if you haven't put in the time and the consideration mm-hmm. to be able to rebuild it.
1: That's good. That's right? real good. Yeah.
0: And I so like when you when you're when we talk about building, I think in this situation, there's a lot of talk about reform, right? Mm-hmm. That we need to reform the police department. Some people say we need to dismantle the police.
1: Yeah, abolish it all together.
0: Right, but I, I don't know if that's a great idea to abolish people. What did you say? Abolish. Oh, not dispolish. Abolish. Abolish. I, yeah, I like it. I like it. This abolish. Yeah, like abolish. But like, be. like dismantle, but abolish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dispolish. Yeah. So okay. we should dis. I don't
0: think we should disbalese the police
1: department. <laughs> hey man, I'm right, rolling right. with it. I'm rolling hey, with it. Every word, word is made up at some point. You know, it'll be a dictionary ten years from now.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> and, I, and I hope they have my picture next to it they,
1: they might. I made it up, but it wouldn't be the first time that they take something. That's a whole other. <laughs> 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 I mean,
0: stay on task here. Ooh, yeah. Absolutely. So abolish the mm-hmm. police department. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's a great cause, but I, when I when <laughs> I heard the word reform. Mm-hmm. I love that word because it does, it does, it does essentially mean to tear down, yeah. but to also rebuild right. um, the, the thinking. I've heard, um, and I can't remember what person or newscaster said it or what program I heard it on, mm-hmm. but I heard that someone said that the police department was structured to actually um, police black people. Yeah, I, heard now, that. I don't know how much truth is in that because mm-hmm. I haven't done my research, so I don't know the truth in that, but I heard it was said right, like the police department was set up right. and so if that is the case mm-hmm. it uh, I can understand why 400 years mm-hmm. right, yeah. black people will be fearful of the police Absolutely, and it's not like it's just the, the, the generation X's, mm-hmm. it's not like the, the Y and the Z, whoever these generations are yeah but it was in our generation, mm-hmm. it was in our parents' generation, yeah. it was in our grandparents' generation. Yeah. It's the same thing of fearing the police mm-hmm. and what they could do to you. Yeah. And so to me, it seems like looking at that, it and was, it was a system that was set up mm-hmm. to really uh, control black people. Yeah, I um, see that. With the side of uh, mashed potatoes.
1: Yeah, yeah but it was much. really
0: to help to, to control the chicken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I, I see that I see that too man And I've heard that before too you know that it's actually like policing is rooted in in slavery um, you know and and from that you know when it I think that policing itself has become so far off what even in its pure intent correct it's gotten so far revered so far off that we don't even know where the initial implementation of it you know was, was started to be you know right. what I mean and, and it's like Okay, one thing that was constantly said was that it's to protect and serve, right? And so there's this movie called uh, Transformers that I'm sure people are familiar with. One well, of Yeah, and one of the Decepticons uh, cars, instead of it changed from to protect and serve, to punish and enslave. What? And it, it was in a movie, you know, and it's crazy. It's like, own the car. So I'm like, you know, how many things, uh, like in society, right? I've right. never seen yeah. that, bro. Listen, I'm a movie nerd, right? So I've been paying attention to like everything. I've been paying attention to the writing on the building instead of a big action sequence. So I've been I but I... Yeah. It was right on there. It panned across the camera, so it's flipped from to protect and serve, to punish and enslave. And to me, I think that that's just completely... Uh, <laughs> That, that's completely an, an image on. of what we see. Right, but it's also an image right. of what we see, right. you know, a lot of times where that's the approach that the police have taken a lot of times. You know, and, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to speak necessarily on one side or the other, you know, pro or anti. Sure. But I am going to speak from the fact of absolutely agreeing with reform being needed sure. in whatever capacity that best serves longevity sure. uh, for the safety and well-being of, of people of color, uh, black in, in specific Sure. And uh, in regards to the whole situation, man, it's one of those things where, you know, how can you really expect a change in something that has all of the pieces against you? You know what I mean? And I I think that's the hard thing that I grapple with sometimes. It's like, okay, man, you know, I would like to believe that, you know, reform can happen and I would like to believe that, you know, in in, in the best version of this scenario, we reach a place where police are accountable. Now, I will say this. With everything that's been going on, I've never seen such a public uh, discipline of of the police force and law enforcement Absolutely. as I've seen now. And that definitely would only be done with all of the the stuff that's happening Absolutely. in society, with the you know the rioting and the looting in various areas, the protests and other other ones, but also the knowledge of how the inner workings work. Right, and
0: I think that that's bringing to light the the the. Uh Again, taking acknowledge acknowledgement, acknowledging that there is a cost mm-hmm. to rebuilding. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And a lot of it is tearing down the thinking, mm-hmm. and like the, the the I'm so then I also heard yesterday, in in the essence of building, yeah. um, that a lot of companies are donating money to Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. And my concern with that was. And what somebody had noted on the on the on the, um, on the platform I was listening to, mm-hmm. my concern with that is although it's nice and commendable that they're doing that, yeah. my concern is it's going to take more than money, right, to build this, absolutely. to build because because that although it might be a good PR move, mm-hmm. if your policies don't reflect the yeah. change that's necessary, absolutely, all it is is just a PR move, absolutely, and we're just throwing money at the situation, yeah. and so although the cost is vast Mm -hmm. and it takes a lot but the cost is not just monetary right it's a mental decision it's a it's a it's an attacking legislation on the the, the outside right Right. making sure that racism is punished at uh i mean we punish we punish uh sex offenders Mm -hmm. right right there's a national sex offender registry Mm -hmm. for sex offenders right why can't there be? Maybe this is extreme as a as a registry for racism, but mm-hmm. why can't there be? Because there's notable evidence of racism, right? Like there's That's notable true. evidence of uh, 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 sex offenders, right? Yeah. And yeah. so why can't there be a system set up to where that people not I don't know if it's a registry or something like that, but to where right. it's it's punished is what I'm trying right. to say, as, essentially yeah. that it's punished to the up to the utmost of the law. Yeah. And that people that know. That if I work at this place mm-hmm. and I'm a racist, yeah. <laughs> I cannot be a racist here. I can be a racist all I want to on my yard, in my home, at, at my house, mm-hmm. if that's what I so choose to be. But when I come to work and I have to work with people yeah. of different ethnics, mm-hmm. uh, ethnicities, ethnicities night cities. Night cities, mm-hmm. uh, I need to make sure that those people get my utmost respect. Right. Doing at 10 hours. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> you know what? Because I
0: if I don't, I will be punished. Yeah, fired, whatever the case may be. Absolutely. I think that's the stance, and and that, and that but that's a that's a hard that's a hard that's a hard for to swallow.
1: It it is it is, but I mean I, I still think I mean if you're talking about things that are possible, you know I mean it's obviously something that's possible. Sure. You know, but you know with that, and and we we learn and you know not to veer off into the you know super mythical and spiritual, but yeah. we ultimately do know and we believe, you know, that any real change does have to start in the heart. Yes, sir. You know, ultimately, you know, the Bible tells us, man, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Yes, sir. You know, and out of abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I mean, it's always speaking about the importance of that emotional center being changed. And, you know, the the fear that sometimes, I won't say keeps me up at night, but sometimes the worry is, Okay. People are good at being able to do the action or what they mouth saying, you know, this is that and the other, but their heart is still full of malice and ill will towards me. You know, and and God had this example when he when he talked to the children of Israel, you know, he was like, you know, you praise them with your lips, you know, but your hearts are far from me. You know, and so the concern sometimes is that you have people that will talk a good game, you know, like you say, you know, yeah, it's it's cool to try to throw money at stuff and you know, it's appreciated because the revolution needs funding, right? You know what I'm saying? Reform needs funding. Change right. needs funding. But, you know, on a, on a bigger level, even beyond that portion, how do we start getting to the heart of the matter? You know, how do we start getting to the point where, you know, okay, you actually see me as lesser than. How do we change that narrative? Right. You know what I mean? And that's why I think where the big assignment really comes from. Because it's like, you know, we are, in most cases, unapologetically Black. You know what I mean? I mean, we we don't have no shame in who we are, you know, and most times it's represented well because ultimately most of cultures or most of society tries to emulate the things that are birthed in black culture, right? You just mentioned one of them, like the word ain't. Man, come on here, man. I ain't never been part of the dictionary. Now ain't has a definition. (laughs) I'm like, man, you know what I mean? It's like it's so much stuff that, you know, people will take and they'll take the the parts that make them feel better you know like with tanning and with you know the injections and stuff that people do now and with the style of music and all these different things that we've seen on a on a larger mass level that are subtle jabs at superiority you know what I mean and it's like what's the end game our our counterparts you know of the of the white background or other ones trying to actually reach equality or are you just trying to silence it to still push the agenda of supremacy? Right. You know, this is what you get because I allow it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so that's my concern sometimes. It's like, okay, what, what we're doing right now, how can we realistically make sure, like, what are the checks and balances to make sure that as a society, as a race, as the human race at large, that we're actually seeking equality. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, that's my thing. That's my take. Right. Alright, I'm out of here. See you later, bro. <laughs> you done?
0: You wrapping it up?
1: I'm a, yeah, right up.
0: Uh, so I got go. one more question for you. Here we go. The challenge part. Ah oh, man. Right? Yeah. So I heard it said, uh, I think it was just on yesterday. I heard it said that um uh that and I'll just give some precursor to it. I have a lot of I have a lot of white friends, mm-hmm. um growing up in Brown Deer, which is a primary suburban neighborhood, yes, sir. Um, mixed culture, um, we have everybody there, um, so I have, I have friendships with a lot of people, All and, and I think because of the upbringing, it gave me a, a, a good, diverse yeah. kind of concept, and I, I, mean, I, can, I can talk, I'm sure you can, I know you, you, you can talk to anybody. You can get along with pretty much. Everything. Try to, <laughs> try to. I will, I will, I won't call up people up and try to find out which ones you're gonna get along with. And put them on the show, like, like references. Like, Let me see who this is. You said, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So please don't. But what going forward? I heard people saying, if if, I'm, if I have white friends who don't speak up for the cause, mm-hmm. then right. I need to, you need to disassociate yourself with those white people. Mm-hmm what what what's your the challenge going forward how do we how do we address <laughs>
1: your questions are killing me <laughs>
0: how do we address going forward as a because we humans right, right? right yeah and I've also heard it said and I'll put this in there so I'm making a loaded question I've also heard it said that the church um Dr Umar Johnson said this that the church has made it the uh has made people mm-hmm. Christians soft, mm-hmm. because yeah. of how we handle racism. Wow, and we have this inclusion <sighs> type of deal. Yeah, and that was that, dude, That struck me like I didn't quote him verbatim, mm-hmm. but that was the essence of the of his thought. Like that, the, the church has made yeah. because we're inclusive. Yeah. You know everybody loves everybody. we're the human race yeah and and although that is true mm-hmm. going forward how do we
1: eat the challenges what's how do we uh. and it, it's like your first question wasn't already big <laughs> enough <laughs> You dude that went on top of it
0: uh. man
1: um i hate to put you i'm not, I'm not trying to put you on the spot but i'm just like you did. I'm you sorry, know, you did. I, you did. I threw you on the bus and back. up. I, I, I'll put it like this, man. And ultimately, you ask various people, they're going to give you various answers, sure. you know? So by no means do I expect that the answer that I give is the one that the majority of people agree with or will, you know, stand behind. But I do have to be true to the nature of who I am at my core which is not only a black man, but, you know, I am a Christian, you know, and a follower of Christ, as a follower of Christ, um, it challenges us to understand the real nature of Christ. You know, we had dialogue the other day. I think we do uh, Jesus a disservice when we present him as soft, you know, and therefore we behave likewise. When at the end of the day, Jesus was about that life. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he took stuff physically, Emotionally, um, I mean, in every way possible that you can imagine, he carried that burden absolutely. all his life, right? Right. And on top of that, he absolutely was an advocate of justice. Right. When we read the narrative, really read the narrative, like if it came down to somebody saying something that was out of pocket, especially with the Pharisees, you know, and the Sadducees, Jesus did not hesitate to speak out on the behalf of those that were, you know, what we would probably call disenfranchised Absolutely. or those that were dissociated with the norm of society. Absolutely. You know, he was, if you want to say, the, the first equal rights person. You know what I mean? Because ultimately, we do this thing of, you know, peace, 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 and we confuse peace with quiet. You know, and we figure that just because we we seek peace that we're supposed to be quiet. Or, and they're not the same thing. Or we're supposed to be... um not only quiet, but we're all supposed to be,
0: I'm using the wrong word, but subject to... Right, like passive. Passive is the word mm-hmm. I'm looking for,
1: exactly. We're supposed not to be passive, all. but that's definitely not what no, peace means. Not at change. all. And I mean, we were talking the other day as well, peace would probably most suitably be interchanged with resolve, right. with resolution. Right. Because realistically, I mean, there's no peace unless there's a war. You know, there, there has to be a contrast that does it. And I mean, the war doesn't always have to be bang, bang, shoot them up. Right. You know, we're on this, but a war simply can be a battle that has different views that at some point has to come to a resolve. Right. right? And so when we think about peace, we always think about the aftermath, you know, in the part where everything is smooth. But we never think about what it takes to achieve that peace. Right. You know, the things that happened to Jesus were violent, yeah. right? right? You know, the interactions he had were, were stern, right. were abrupt. You know, people came to him, he would say, you know, I mean, one of the, the things that when you really start reading, like, Jesus' tone with people, right. Jesus checked people. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And he was not above, like, there was on, on social media, this image, you know, when the riots and the looting and everything started, uh, that became just this, uh, just gasping head of disagreement, right? right? Because... People saw, you know, Jesus flipping over the tables in answer to uh, saying or justifying the looting and, and things of that nature. You know, and just to give uh, perspective to that whole point, you know, Jesus was dismantling. Um, like um, I was reading uh, something from Pastor Daryl C. Yeah. And he said that Jesus's function was to dismantle and disrupt the normal. Come on. Right. And so what you saw him doing, he was not above the means of physical interaction to get the task done when it came down to standing for what's right. Now, was anybody harmed during that time? No. Was there anything? You know, when you think about the whole gist of what happened with the whole interaction, yeah, you whip some people even out of the temple. Right. You know, at the end of the day, the motivation is yeah, sometimes you gotta whip people. Right. Like <laughs> you know, WWE. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just get a belt just <laughs> like white people. But, you know, ultimately what, what we find is that there are many different Pieces, I, I said this at one point, man, The the battlefield of injustice is vast. Yeah. Right. And as such, there's spiritual warfare, there's physical, there's emotional, there are so many different things that you're going to fight. And when you try to just make it seem like because of Christians, we're supposed to just sit back and take it, you know, prayer alone has never just been the solution. Right. You know, and God doesn't even charge us with just prayer. You know, and it even challenges us to know that faith without works is dead. You know, what we believe should create tangible results in the world that we live in. Right. Yeah. And so when it comes I don't even know if I'm still on topic, but uh, (laughs) in regards to you know, the, the whole plight when it comes down to our challenge. You are. you good. Our challenge comes down to being able to loop it back in. Yeah, I you, you just done. say the word say of what not. the, the segment on. is about you and it you back in. Right yeah. in. Yeah. So the challenge You are, brother. Uh, you are good. You <laughs> that, are that good. We, uh, man, I've been in sales like most of my life, man. <laughs> you know, we know how to uh, be able to, to get some to ins and outs. Right, but, right. You know, the challenge is being able to um, I think the challenge really is to our perspective. You know, if, if I can say that. You know, I, I think The challenge is to be able to stand on what we believe, but also be open to understanding that maybe the approach that I take may not always be the best for this moment. And I respect your place in this, just the same as I expect you to uh, respect my place in this. And if we all are coming together for the common thread or common theme of what it is that we're looking for, we can all... Be tasked with some some piece in the puzzle. got like in the game. I love what you said because I think it's
0: about having empathy and having compassion to the person, compassion. whoever it is, right? Compassion, yes, sir. Whether it be a white person, right? Have compassion, mm-hmm. not to the point to where you allow them to walk over you, but if they're dealing with it, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever their whatever their de- coping mechanisms are, right? And wh- however they want to express themselves have enough compassion to look through their lens yeah. and be able to say, let's have a conversation about this right I mean even at my even at my job what what I would do is that's what i would that's what i mean it was brought to me i remember i remember uh my the boss came to me and said to me um he was like why don't you why don't you like this company I was like mm-hmm. it's not the fact that I don't like the company mm-hmm. i said what i and i and i and I sandwiched this thing I said what I appreciate about the company yeah. Is that it was when I came to it, mm-hmm. it was in the heart of the hood, right? And it hired mostly minorities. Yeah. And so I appreciate that the job gave black people opportunities to work. Provide. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was good money. Like right. it was, it's good money. So I, I, I appreciate the fact that this is what you all did. Yeah. And you, you didn't take it out of the hood. It was in the yeah. hood, and yeah. so. I appreciate that. Right. When it came to the point where you had to move out the hood, mm-hmm. you did so. Right. Uh, but as long as you, you were you were convinced, you're going to stay there. And so mm-hmm. I appreciate them uh, allowing Black people to have jobs, yeah. hiring Black people, and then keeping the jobs to where Black people can easily access them through their, through their routes and right. they have to catch the bus, whatever. So I said, I appreciate that. Yeah. But what I do not appreciate mm-hmm. Is the how you treat black people that sometimes?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So I had to sandwich that thing because a lot of times they'll think that you're just angry. Mm-hmm. And was it wasn't that I was angry? I appreciate the job. Yeah. But the yeah. other thing is how you sometimes treat people yeah. in the workplace mm-hmm. as people of color. Yeah. Or, or your organizational structure mm-hmm. does not have people of color in it. Right. Or if they do, there's certain people of color. Yeah. That are passive and don't challenge the status quo when things mm-hmm. happen and are nice. said. Man, you own it. Yeah, <laughs> that need to be changed. Right. They're yes people, or they're. And so, when, if we don't address those things, mm-hmm. it becomes just the thing that. So, I guess what I'm saying, the challenge is, mm-hmm. um, I learned from you. The Amen. challenge <laughs> is to come back around circle. The challenge is like we have to be compassionate enough to 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 see people where they are, right? Have the conversation with them yeah. so that we can. So we can start to foster the change. Yeah. This I has know. to happen though, in order for this to work, yeah, on both ends. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be compassionate to see it from my lens. Yeah. And I have to, and it may get heated. Mm-hmm. And we may have to take a break. Yeah. But we need to come back and visit this. Don't let it come like a year later. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, if we're gonna see effective change right now, yes, it may get heated and we have to take a break. You know mm-hmm. what? Let's resolve this right now. If we're gonna table table this, right. we're gonna come back to this because this is something we need to look at. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Because it does not need to come to the point to where we're at odds at each other. Yeah. Because we we're clearly it just is there if there's a conflict, mm-hmm. it's because we see it from two different perspectives. Right. And so we need to take a break, come back, and say, you know what, I thought about what you said, and although I still need to quite agree, mm-hmm. I can see where you're coming from. Right. But let's get let's go to the next step and how can we resolve this? Absolutely. Because I think if you always come into a, a conversation into a question. Yeah. Into a into a into a situation of conflict and say okay how do we resolve this? Yeah, but I mean that's and that's what I do right? Yeah, yeah because uh, I I don't like I don't like I don't like I don't like. Okay, so how do we resolve that?
1: Yeah,
0: right. You gotta keep asking the question yeah, how absolutely. until you get to a resolve and there's absolutely. no more ways how. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely,
1: absolutely. It's it's this. It has to be this. And I, and I have this thing with conflict, man. And I, uh, we were talking, we we talk a lot behind the camera. Behind well. the camera, you before. know, but. Um, I, I, and I believe this. This this is how conflict happens. My expectation is based on your ability, but your contribution is based on your willingness. We are in conflict because I don't feel you're giving me the best that you can give me, although you feel that I'm giving you what I can give you. Right. And so conflict happens on, on that level. Right. Because we're we're basically both expecting something out of this moment that is, is, is in disagreement already, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, okay, it's like, if you come, because you're, you're a dope musician, right? Okay. And I come, my expectation is based on your ability to be able to play this song in 17 different keys, right? Right. right. Your willingness or your contribution to what you're giving me might just be, man, I'm only going to give you 10 keys today right now we're in conflict right, right? because i don't know what you're capable of right. Right? right but on this particular day on this particular instance this is what you're going to give me right. now it's not to say that either one of us are wrong right but we have a conflict because we don't see it the same way right. and i think that on another level that's how we become so divided in so many different ways when it comes down to just oh, society, like, everything overall. It can start with something that simple yeah. and just a lack of either conversation or a lack of getting on the same page or understanding. And, you know, and if you do that and allow that to fester for centuries, you know what I'm saying, how far from the truth do you find yourself? And I think that takes a prog, that takes a prog, a prog, is that a word? Prog. Hey, man, we're making up all kinds of stuff today, man. We That's got f Night City. f City. Yeah progging progging but, progging. but it's you got disbolish. disbolish disbolish we're gonna put word for the days yeah with this podcast for <laughs> right, so we'll put them at the end of the segment put them up and put definitions and with each other and all
0: the if you can get them all correctly and spell them correctly
1: we will give you hey you're making them up so you can spell them how you want to
0: well yeah that's true so i don't know that's that, that, <laughs> gonna that <don't> work <laughs> um but probing i think that needs to be a probing yeah. like what i hate more than anything i think that's the challenge that we all have to have mm. Going forward is another challenge is to not dismiss, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. If I, if you have an opinion, yeah, and I'm and I'm like, well, I don't quite agree, or I don't understand enough to agree or disagree, yeah, right? I think that's, that's big, right? I don't understand enough mm-hmm. yeah. to disagree or agree, right? I need to I need to challenge that with, tell me a little bit more about where you're coming yeah. from, yeah, absolutely. Because if we just say, no, I don't, I don't, and that's what I. When I talk to people and when I when I interact with people, I hear that more than anything. Well, I just don't believe it. Okay, right. well tell me more about why you don't believe that. Like yeah. where does that come Absolutely. from? Yeah. Because um what I'm understanding is the stuff that we are just deep rooted feel about. Yeah. And that could be your reason for not for not agreeing. Absolutely. But I wanna
1: know if that's your reason. Yeah. Right? I want to dialogue, dialogue about it. That's least.
0: dialogue. Yeah. Dialogue.
1: Yeah, man, sorry, man. Dialogue. My words just be coming out. Words. Words, words. 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 <laughs> <laughs> are just <laughs> around me. <Yeah>. <laughs> dialogue. <laughs> Which is the,
0: yeah. No, i um, But yeah, dialogue. dialogue. You. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> dialogue. <laughs> dialogue. Right. About it. Uh, I was going to try to make up something about That's all right, man. I don't I know, know what <laughs> the word <is. laughs> Dialogue yeah. about the, the change and what needs to happen. Um, because I want to know what, where you're coming from. And again, that comes with compassion and, 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 and really understanding, like, I really want to have a conversation with a whole bunch of white people and say, listen, what, yeah. what how do you feel about this? Like, mm-hmm. I want to know, like, yeah. I want to know. <laughs> Like, yeah, I talked to me. Right. I, yeah. I talk to them on Facebook and I talk to my friends and I have a lot of support. And I, and, and not just me. Right. <laughs> the movement has a lot yeah, of support. Yeah, absolutely. Not, I have support. I'm not the but black man. I do have support and I appreciate everybody that supports me. I love mm-hmm. you. Uh but I uh it's like I really want to find out how it's affected. Yeah. Not just white people of different ethnic mm-hmm. ethnicities ethnicities. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Ethnicities. We want to, we yeah. want to see <laughs> how it affects them because I believe mm-hmm. that this is a, a time for one of the greatest revivals and yeah. reform movements Absolutely. that's going to ever happen in history. Now we yeah. can't pump the brakes down because we're in we're
1: in the thick of it. We got to. You, you you hit it on the head. I think that's part of why we've had such a gap when it comes down to getting this stuff done because we'll start seeing results and then people will start backing off, you know, and so like you said, now is not the time to pump the brakes you know, now is the time to accelerate to to keep, you know, the press because we're seeing the results of what it is that's happening, right? right. You know, you're starting to see, you know, people coming forward and starting to see people actually take the approach of, you know, reprimanding um, policies and practices and procedures that are not uh, being beneficial to the general public, right? Yeah. You're starting to see police officers, you know, though, I mean, we have a whole different system that, that we'd like to use, right. you know, when it comes down to justice, you start seeing that some kind of accountability and, you know, it, battles are, are, they're not won overnight, overnight. you know, it, it takes time, yeah. but we have to stay committed Absolutely. throughout the entire process. And we have to make sure that I, I have this theory, man, that ultimately, If you take emotion and you don't give it a target, it just breeds chaos, right? Because emotion is how you feel makes you do a whole lot of stuff, right? And if you don't put a target to it or give it some kind of direction, you're just going to have chaos on your hands. And so we, as an impassioned people, we are that are supercharged with a lot of emotion, you know, because our our emotions are going to range. We're going to see something that makes us happy one day. We're going to see something that makes us mad one day. We're going to see something that makes us sad another day. We're going to be infuriated this day. We're going to have, you know, you're going to go through the whole wealth of emotion literally within a day. Right. And if we don't keep the object of what we're fighting for at the forefront of what we're doing, then it's going to breed chaos. And so we have to make sure that what we're doing Um, does not stop, you know, and that we actually, on each level, continually fight the fight. You know, you have wonderful activists and people that are stepping forward. Uh, They're working with uh, people in law. They're working with people, you know, so a lot of things that you don't even see publicly are happening behind the scenes. Like even, you know, I had the, the pleasure of Um, And and I have met her some time ago, um, but I believe you you met her as well, Marquesa Tucker, who um, is just a a huge advocate uh, for equality and for um, the African-American Roundtable and various organizations that help further the advancement of the agendas that will be for the well-being, not only of uh, defunding and uh, divesting uh, funds in various aspects that can actually benefit the black community, right. but also being on the spiritual side, trying to engage pastors and other people in, you know, understanding that, you know, she's the bridge, like saying, okay, hey, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Let's find our commonalities right. and let's work together to build up what we need to build up. That bridge right? is necessary. Absolutely. Absolutely. The that's, this the right, that's the beginning
0: of building. Right. That's where we're at, right? Yeah. You know, the the, the, the community and the, the church need to bridge a gap so that we can see the positive changes in our and so many times, and I think this is what I pulled away from um, uh, Dr. Umar Johnson. Mm-hmm. He said something that was very, <clears throat> was very, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Wow. He said, the African American church requires people to pay them. And again, I'm not quoting verbatim, mm-hmm. but he requires people to pay them yet don't demand anything from them. Mm-hmm. So what they do is systematically come to church every week, mm-hmm. and they just pay. Mm-hmm. But the the church or the pastor does not demand them to get involved in the community and the works of the community. Yeah. And true. I think there has to be a dual purpose. I know when I started pastoring this ministry, that was one of the things that was on my heart, heavily, mm-hmm. is how we can integrate what we do as a church. Yeah into the community more yeah, exactly. to, to bridge that gap. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm sure it's is the way it is across the nation. Mm-hmm. There's our churches literally in every community yeah. and it's not in walking distance to every community. Yeah. And so with <laughs> as many churches as there are in every community across this world, across this nation, yeah. there should not be this filing into the church, mm-hmm. not coming out and helping the community at some point in time. And a lot sure. of churches, are I'm, saying not, I'm not just saying that they're not. But yeah. I know from what I've seen a lot, mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of that going on. Yeah. And so to wrap it up, we're going to wrap it up. And we're going to say to this, we're challenging you. Yes, sir. We're challenging you um, to stand up and to be a part. As, as pastors, mm-hmm. but also as African-American men, yeah. our challenge is to make sure that we get involved absolutely and that we employ you to get involved Mm -hmm. my challenges to you all is for you to now get involved yes sir we're going to bring the resources to you Mm -hmm. you just got to get involved and be a part of the work absolutely Mm -hmm. anything else you want to say brother man
1: i'm just excited about you know even in the midst of the 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 stuff that's going on man i'm excited about the movement yeah you know I, i see uh just in my lifetime i see a shift in the narrative, yeah, and for the longest time, man, it seems like the books were already written. But it's like, man, if nothing else, the pages being ripped up and we write new ones. Right, and so I'm excited about it, and I, I just echo your sentiments, man. We challenge everybody, you know, as we continue to work and labor and bring the the jobs and the tasks to our parishioners and to whoever we come in contact with. Uh, let's all pick up, you know, our materials, pick up our our information, our knowledge, work together, and build something beautiful. Peace. That's it, that's how we ended.